everyone, it's me, Sean Capri. Welcome to episode 43 of a brand new rebooted We the Gamer cast. It's hosted by WeTheNerdy.com. It publishes on iTunes every Monday. It also publishes on Google Play every Monday. Oh my goodness, thank you so much for listening. Thank you for subscribing. And thank you for rating on iTunes. Thanks for sharing. Thank you for just being you. I I don't know what to do right now, guys, because I, I, I don't know if you can notice a difference, but I'm using a different microphone right now. It's situated a little bit differently on my desk here. I Usually I, I'm grabbing it. Usually I'm doing something. I'm moving around a lot. I, I don't know. I honestly don't know how this sounds. This sounds good. I hope it does because it's a great new microphone I just got from my mother-in-law. She... She knows that I do a little bit of the, I think she calls it the blogging or the podcast. I don't know. Um, but she got me a, a new Yeti. This is like a really, really super nice microphone. So I hope this sounds okay. Um, but I don't want to touch it because it's really sensitive. So I don't know what to do with my hands right now. This thing is, I don't know. Normally I've got my other mic. It would be like right up to me. This is a little further away. I don't know how things are going. I'm a little nervous, but I think together we're going to get through this. Thank you for being here. If this is your first time, I'll let you know what's going on. Every week, I have sweet hangs with a stranger from the internet. We talk about video games, and uh, we kind of just get to know people's origin stories. And this week is a special one. We'll get to our guests in a minute here. Uh, but if you want to be part of the show, you can tweet at me, at Sean Capri. That's Sean like Connery, Capri like the pants, and we will we'll work it out. Just like my boy Jacob. Jacob, if you're listening, we're going we're gonna to figure this out. And uh, we'll have you on very soon. Danielle, we'll have you on. My gosh, we have a whole... Zach, we'll, we'll figure things out. This is going to be a good month. August is going to be good. As we close out July, this is the last day of July as I record this, everybody. You're hearing this on the first day of August. I will be away from work. I will be playing video games all day. I just came in from doing some yard work. I'm showered. Currently, I am wearing a, a bathrobe, just in case you wanted to know that. I know this is an audio channel of media a format but uh i try to paint pictures in the in the mind's eye how about that so uh, if this is your first episode you'd, you'd be doing yourself a favor if you went back last week and check out uh my chat with josh stapleton of married to the game street crew fame what an awesome guy i got just the other day i had my birthday party i'm a year older now uh, and I had had some family and friends over and I got to show everybody these incredible handmade coasters that that Josh sent and everybody was just kind of like as they should be in awe that of, of their quality and the fact that Josh was just so thoughtful to send those over so I had yet another chance to you know kind of like humbly brag about how awesome Josh is <laughs> so that was great and um, I know that I will be talking to his brother Spencer very soon god I have this is the best I get to like sit down and just have an hour long chat with with the best people on the internet. What this is I love We the Gamercast. So thank you for listening and all of that good stuff. And uh if you guys have been reviewing and I can't see it because I'm in Canada, send me a screenshot. I'll read your review and uh the, the offer still stands. I haven't had the whole like Sarah McLaughlin ad at the start for a little while. I think I need something else. I can't have the same thing every time. So uh the offer still stands. I will eat a gluten-free sandwich and read a comic book and take a picture of it and send it back to you. If you send in uh, even a haiku review, let's do the haiku reviews. Let's let's bring it. You know, five syllables, seven syllables, five syllables. I don't know. This is probably getting too complicated. Uh, I want to get to my guests. 
Lee Navarro and Becky Ruben Navarro from Phoenix Overdrive's Nerd Overdrive podcast. I had just an awesome chat with them the other night, and um, they're just... I, this is a different episode. Normally, it's a one-on-one. I wasn't sure how things were going to go with with two people. Uh, uh, it, you know, it's a different dynamic. But I think that we opened up. I think it was even just good for for us. It was good for them. I hope it was good for them. If you guys are listening, I had a great time. I, I think there's a moment where we discover new things. We all three of us discovered new things about the the other person. So it was a good time. I actually this was the first time I had kind of like a gaming couple on. I hope. If we can do that more, if you guys know of people who are gaming couples, I had a great time with it. <laughs> if you guys think this is good, um, shoot me like maybe some refer some of your your gaming gaming wedding. What am I trying to say? You know, some of your married gamers. Neighbor Matt, it's going to happen soon for you too, buddy. Okay, so let's keep things moving here. I want to let you guys know that I continue to have the best library probably in the world. I went in and I, I just thought the other day I picked up well, this isn't great, but I picked up Mighty Number no. 9 because it's going to save me from having to pay for it. I picked up a game called Paragon, which is like a MOBA from, from Epic Games. Tried that out a little bit. And good God, who has time for these types of games? Like, I played for a good 28 minutes just on one match. I still wasn't, I still didn't finish. Uh, I had to go off and do some other things I fully intended on on coming back to it. I just put it in rest mode thinking that I could come back to the game. And uh, eventually I just unplugged the PlayStation and moved upstairs for the birthday party so we could play some some Drawful and uh, and You Don't Know Jack and things like that. So I never got back to the Paragon game. I don't know if I will. That I just don't know if I have time for that sort of thing. It looks pretty good. It's very smooth. And um, But I think for that style of game, I'll probably stick with Overwatch. I think I've only got room for one of those types of games in my, in my, uh, in my world. And I, this seems like a deeper, Paragon seems deeper than Overwatch, oddly enough. But I don't know enough about either one, but I get the sense that there's a little bit more to it. There's a card system that I, I couldn't really fully understand. Um, I found the interface a little bit cumbersome. It seemed like it was a direct translation from the PC game. Kind of like on Destiny, you know, where instead of like on console menus, you kind of just click over to the next selection. But on this one, there's a little cursor that you moved around like it was a mouse cursor. And so I don't know if that really jives. I, and again, I couldn't really quite figure it out, and I don't know if I want to spend the time to figure it out, but this is why I love the library, because I got to give it a try. At least I can say that I that I played it. It was a good half an hour. I have it for another couple of weeks. We'll see if I get back to that. What I'm really excited about is the Lego Star Wars Force Awakens I picked up. I can't believe I got my hands on that so early. This thing just came out, so Chelsea and I will probably be playing a little bit of that, as well as Lego Jurassic World. As soon as I said I was getting the, the Star Wars one, she's like, do they have the Jurassic? She, she loves that movie. So that is exciting. That's some library goodness. Uh, what else am I playing? Pokemon Go has actually done a weird thing to me because I went back to my 3DS and way back in the day, I don't even remember what deal it was. There was some sort of, I think if you bought a, uh, a 3DS or there's some sort of combination of purchases that you made way way back in the day when Pokemon first came out you could you could choose either X or Y and um, this is back when Chelsea and I were, were basically buying every single 3DS iteration that they made like every limited edition I've got like the NES retro one with the it looks like uh, the controller on the on the front of the flap and then what else we've got like Mario and Luigi versions and Super Smash versions all these other different things and so I think we just used one of the one of our purchase codes or something from the inside, one of those Nintendo codes, and we got 
Pokemon Y. I don't know why I had to go through all that detail to tell you. I have Pokemon Y from way back. I never really played it, not, never got into it, but Pokemon Go has me recognizing some of these little monsters. So went back to see if maybe that was enough to make this whole... Because I think there's more than just the gameplay. I think there's there's another piece to this, and I'm starting to get that. So that's kind of like my my bus ride game. Pokemon Y is, is a little bit of a... Which is so... It's so nerdy if you guys are ever to see it, because I... I'll have my phone out with Pokemon Go on and then I'll have my 3DS where I'm actually playing the real game and it's just like, it It might be too much. We'll see how long this lasts. Um, what else? Playing a little bit of StarCraft 2. I have been meaning to get back to this. Heart of the Swarm. I haven't even got uh, Legacy of the Void yet, but I've, I'm playing through the campaign mainly because multiplayer is just not going to happen for me. Um, but I'm, I'm enjoying my time with that. The other thing too with the campaign, if any of you guys have ever played StarCraft 2, the campaign... The way that you, like your build orders are way out of whack. And it, even if you are playing a mission with where you're building bases, there's a lot of uh, missions where where you're really not. So it's a very different experience. I kind of want to just get through the campaign and then maybe play some, just some AI matches against computer and see. I just kind of want to get back to, you know, the old days, which which we'll get to. Lee and Becky and I talk a little bit about PC gaming and and uh, you may not know this, but that's that's that was my origin. We were not allowed to have console gaming in in the house and i don't know really still to this day don't really know why um i imagine it was mainly because why buy it when neighbor mad had everything <laughs> it was a shrewd move by my parents i'll give them that so a lot of my gaming came in on pc so talk a little bit about that in this episode a couple other things i've been just kind of dipping into because as you know i've been kind of in a lull just before my birthday didn't really go out and buy and dive into anything so um did a little bit of NHL. I played the NHL 17 beta, and this is an ongoing thing for anybody who's been listening uh, to to me and, and my experience playing betas. I'm not impressed, and I wanted to go back because I know this is a thing. I know betas. I, I, I might be... Yeah, I don't know if it's a bias against betas. I don't know what is going on, but I do, personally, I don't think this game runs very well. So I went back to NHL 16 to see, like, am I just crazy? Is it a beta thing, or is it... Is this a, a new, like a, the generation of NHL games that we're in? And I think it's the latter. I th- I don't think these games run very well. It The trouble starts really when you start to select your team or select the, the jersey that he's going to wear. And there's a significant lag between when you go like, I want to see what the next team is or I want to see what the next jersey looks like. And there's like this suit, this crazy delay. And I don't understand why it's not just like, it's not snappy. And that kind of goes into the gameplay as well there, there seems to be a bit of a lag if you ever want to change direction um i th- i don't know if this is ea trying to get on more of a realistic like i get when i'm skating i'm not going to be able to just go from full speed stop and then and then turn around if that if that's the case then the trade-off i don't think is worthwhile i don't think it makes for a better game um making it more like like real life i think we need to go i would love to go back to nhl 2004 Back on, gosh, that was probably the original Xbox. Um, I'm not, I don't, I'm not enjoying it, and it's sad because I, I used to play NHL all the time. I like the maybe the a little bit more arcadey with a touch of realism. I still like the the skill stick stuff, but anyways, that's way too much about NHL. Uh, disappointing for sure. And I, I, I went on to a couple forums just to kind of see if I was the only one, and, and I'm definitely not. Commentary is is also bad. NHL used to have. I think really good commentary back in the Jim Houston days. Um, I know. Well, anyways, that's enough about that. Thank you so much to everybody for wishing me a happy birthday this week. 
I this is this is the best year ever. I I think I got more well wishes from from all you guys than all my my real life for the people who I, I I can call in real life. So thank you so much for that. It was just an awesome week. I was showered with generosity and nice nice gifts. So one of the things I'm most excited about my parents. This is so funny. My parents got me Tokyo Mirage sessions, sharp fe and. Uh, I don't know if you guys do this when you open up gifts in front of people. Like, I don't know. Some things, some, some gifts are are open differently than others, I guess. (laughs) Like my mother-in-law got me this great mic and everybody's like, oh, that's so cool. It's a microphone. Or uh, what else did I get? Even just gift cards. Like people understand gift cards. But when you open a game like Tokyo Mirage Sessions, Sharp FE for the Wii U, you kind of look around and go like, just don't think about this, you guys. This is just a super weird Japanese game. You won't get it. So let's just move on to the next thing. Thank you so much for the gift. <laughs> well, let's let's keep it moving. Uh, I'm excited to tell you about it. I'm excited to go play. As soon as I done, I'm done here, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wrap this. I'm going to post it to the interweb. I'm going to go downstairs. It is 5 o'clock right now on Sunday, and I'm going to spend the rest of the night. I don't have to work tomorrow. Tomorrow is a holiday in the Canada so I have all night tonight and hopefully a good portion of tomorrow to dive right into Tokyo Mirage Sessions and maybe even have, if you guys listen to If We Ran Nintendo, maybe I'll have new songs to sing for you. <laughs> God, I don't know if I can do it just me, just by myself. That's kind of weird. But if I have, if I have Bobby, Bobby Paul's, the Nintendo guru listening, it's, uh, I don't know, I get a little weird and I, and I sing to him sometimes. Uh, what was the other thing? Oh, so lastly, I won't dive into absolutely everything I got, but something I'm super excited about. I'm finally a member of EA Access. I think this is one of the best deals on on Xbox. I got it as a gift from my lovely wife. Um, this is just me continuing to move into the digital resolu- revolution. I have many of these games uh, physically, but I've just they're they're still taking up the space on my on my hard drive. I'm just too lazy to go get the disc to actually allow me to play them. So now instead, I just they're still there. I haven't actually changed the download. I didn't even have to download some of these games over again. They just, now I have the, whatever, the digital license to play them. And if uh, the mood strikes, I can just dive into Dragon Age Inquisition. And that game is so good. I might just have to do that. Maybe, maybe after Tokyo Mirage Sessions. We'll see. Very excited about EA Access and all the things. Even Need for Speed. Not a huge Need for Speed fan, but I am enough of a fan to uh, jump into that. Madden. All these other things. I don't need these sports games when they first come out. But if I pretty much pay $30 a year to just have golf, football, hopefully hockey gets better at a certain point. I've got FIFA and all these other EA games that are coming out outside of the sports games. There's Mirror's Edge free. Try before you buy stuff. Crazy stuff. 30 bucks a year. I can't believe I didn't have it before now. So I am very excited. I'm going to get to or guess right after I give a really big thank you guys to... Uh, Okay, let's take a step back. One week from today, I will be finishing up the Enbridge Ride to Conquer Cancer. It is a 200-kilometer bike ride for cancer research here in Alberta. And I'm so lucky to have people who are around me and close to me who support me in this crazy endeavor. This will be my fifth year doing it. Uh, I can't even—I don't even know what the total is, but I guess just it must be at least somewhere around dollars to $15,000 over the course of my, my doing the Ride to Conquer Cancer raised close to $2,600 this year. And it's all thanks to people like Ray Osorio, Seamus Mullins, Josh and Stephanie Stapleton. Thank you guys so, so much. I will be thinking of you every kilometer. Seamus, you know what a kilometer is. There, At least we got that going. Uh, 
let's see, Ray and Josh, I'll be thinking of you guys every 0.6 miles. <laughs> I think that's the way that it goes. So thank you guys so much. It means it means the world to me that that you guys took the time to to donate. And um, yeah, I will. God, next next week I'm going to be in rough shape. <laughs> it's probably one of the hardest things that I do. 200 kilometers over two days. Um, we sleep in the middle of a field, like in a tent, and then you get up the next morning and you do. You basically just turn around and come right back. So um, we we ride along the Rocky Mountains. It's not exactly a flat ride. This is it is challenging. So I'm, but. It's for a great cause, and it's obviously something that's very close to me. I've been doing the ride. I, I've been signed up for the ride even before I started working for the Alberta Cancer Foundation, which is uh, – I usually don't talk about this stuff too much, but I just wanted to make sure that I thank you guys for for donating and for wishing me well. I cannot wait to <laughs> – this sounds terrible. I can't wait to get it over with, but it's a, the opening ceremonies, crossing the line at camp, and then again crossing the finish line on the second day. Um, there's There's really nothing quite like it. And so thank you so much for letting me do that. Ray, Seamus, Josh, and Stephanie, again, I, I, they actually, you're not allowed to ride if you don't raise, raise the money that you say you're going to raise. So, um, it's a super challenging event, both from a fundraising perspective, from a physical and from a mental, um, but it's very close to Chelsea and I. So again, thank you. Thank you so much. We're going to talk about fundraising a little bit more. So I hope you guys are okay with that. And if you're not, I don't know what the heck, come on. Let's do it for the kids. We're going to talk about fundraising and extra life and streaming, playing video games for the benefit of kids and uh, the Children's Miracle Network. We're going to dive right into my chat with Lee Navarro and Becky Rubin Navarro. You guys may remember Ray Osorio, as I mentioned just in my thank you right there. He was on episode 18, came on super early. We're in episode 43 now. We've been going for a little while, and I've been going for a little while. Holy crap. This is 20 minutes of preamble. So thank you still for being here. Uh, Ray was on. He is from Nerd Overdrive, the official podcast of Phoenix Overdrive. And this is the first time, again, first time I've had a couple on. Hopefully we'll have some more gaming couples on because I think this is pretty cool stuff. Let's get right into it. This is Lee Navarro and Becky Rubin Navarro. Nerd Talk. Nerd Talk. Okay, I'm going to jump in right there because I think that there's a little bit of OCD in anybody who's even remotely involved with PC gaming or like any real tech geeks out there. There's something that happens to our psyche when something doesn't work and you just like, you can't like suddenly, I love my sleep. I love trying to like get as much rest as I possibly can. But if there's something going wrong with like my Windows install or if there's something like my drivers aren't working or whatever it is, I'm being kind of silly here. But if there's something that's not working, suddenly I've got like Ray Osorio powers and I can like stay up for three days straight. Although he probably would tell you that it's not a power. <laughs> that is that is not a power. That is a terrible idea on his part. <laughs> Sorry, Ray. Well, it's not even his fault. That's the sad part. <laughs> I know. That's a, it, was a, it was a poor choice of words. Sorry, Ray. Right off the bat. <laughs> I want to know right off the start. How how is like how does OCD come into play for either one of you guys? Where like Lee, you're the tech person. Like you're taking care of. You're not you're not fixing light bulbs in the house. You're fixing the, the PC situation. So do you have anything like that comes to mind where where something went wrong and and you just you ignore the kids, you stop eating, you stop sleeping, you stop going to the bathroom. This thing has got to work. 
there have been a couple instances, and <laughs> Becky will tell you, I am going to utter two words, and she is going to facepalm. Cable management. <laughs> oh, no. Yes. Okay. Let's dive right into this. This is, this, she, this is I'll issue. let her take this part. I'll let her take this I, part because I can't even tell you how insane it is. He at our old at our old place. It was it was kind of small and cramped, you know, comparatively to the amount of crap we had. Um, you know, and this was before our second child was born. Mm-hmm. So my back room was my office, and he had his computer set up in the living room. Okay, whole entire corner of the living room, no big deal. It was a corner desk, the whole nine fit really well. Until he had to do upgrades to his PC. And then out came the huge gigantic table that now in our setup is his work table. Right in front of the couch. Right in front of the TV. Right in the middle of the living room. Basically is the placement of this thing. His PC is sprawled on it. Literally. Cables all over the place. You can't get through. There's a secondary table at one point that was set up in there. So you had like this little tiny crack. And um, we're not small people. So squeezing through is like squeezing through. Okay. Like that last little bit of toothpaste in the, uh, in the yeah. container, that type of squeezing through, trying to get through the space to get to our bedroom, to get from our bedroom to like the kitchen and the bathroom and everything. Cable management, at least in our old place, was just absolute disaster all over our house because he was so OCD with it. It had to be absolutely perfect. And it took him hours upon hours upon hours just to get everything perfectly how it should be. Let's just say that next time he did that, I planned to be out of the house because I just could not deal with it because the house, speaking of OCD, was such a disaster. It did not flow. It was a mess. It just completely broke up the whole entire flow of functioning so like did you ever figure the situation out like were you were you always squeezing in this place or eventually well not with those tables once those tables were out of there which only came out when he was doing crap like this um (laughs) you know not not a big deal the problem was we had a china cabinet in our living room Mm -hmm. because it was the only place that it would fit so you know it it made it very tight when we had extra tables up um made it very interesting when we had friends over also for cards did you have actual china in there did you have like gaming paraphernalia in there no there was actual china in there oh pretty classy yeah. That's nice. How do you guys like balance that whole like being an adult and grown up and trying to like portray to the rest of the world that we're all normal human beings, but deep inside you host podcasts and you nerd out over cable management and stuff like that? Like how, oh, how outward with I, your nerdism are you? Oh my gosh, I pull my I put my nerdism out there for everybody to see. <laughs> I don't I don't care. I, I I just don't care. See, the thing is, being a nerd to me, it's a badge of honor. Yes. It is absolutely Finally. a badge of honor. I, I don't care how I tell my friends at work, oh, I did this podcast. Look, watch what watch our video. Watch how hilarious it gets. And they look at me like, what? what you do what? Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. It's, a podcast. it's on YouTube. We do a YouTube show every week, blah, 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 you know. But eventually it's I, I just don't care. Totally. I really don't. Yeah, I don't hide it. I mean, at work, oh my gosh, it was so funny. I work at an insurance agency. It's not very big. You know, we've got um, about 11 people total, (laughs) three different departments, you know. And um, my boss was standing in the cubicle behind me because we had our internal audit. You know, it's a normal standard procedure. Just make sure you're doing your crap right. 
And he was mentioning to our um, person who does the accounting and everything about, I can't remember exactly what he said, but he said something about all these kids on Pokemon Go. And I said, before you go any further, you better know (laughs) that I play Pokemon Go also. So don't don't go saying something bad that I'm going to totally have a complete and proper rebuttal for. I said, even the insurance agencies around, you know, the country and the insurance companies are trying to figure out how to harness the power of this game. Yes. They are trying to figure out how to harness the power of this game for insurance analytics right? of all things. So looking at Pokemon <laughs> Go, you know, just it, it doesn't get hidden in my office. Everybody knows I'm a nerd. Everybody knows that I game and mm-hmm. it's just one of those things that I don't care. I let my, you know, gamer freak flag fly. Totally. I, Fridays are like a bit of a casual day for, for me. And like, it's not like I come to work wearing pajamas, but I like I, right now I'm wearing my Batman shirt. And so I just put, it's amazing what a blazer will do. You throw mm-hmm. on like a, a really nerdy shirt. You go for the Phil Spencer look and just kind of like, that's my Friday is like my Phil Spencer, like jeans, decent jeans and a nice like nerdy shirt. And that's kind of about as much as I like outwardly have. I've got a think geek kind of messenger bag and I always come in and I take out my lunch and I take out my Vita and my 3DS, <laughs> and like they're always sitting there. And then Chelsea, for my 28th birthday, uh, because it's on the 28th, I guess that's your golden birthday. That's a thing. So she threw me a golden coins birthday, and she had like all these like amazing Super Mario. Like she made a on this the entire table uh, an 8-bit Mario out of cupcakes. It got a red, blue, and black like icing cupcakes. It was it was incredible. Oh my I don't gosh. even know where I'm going with that, but I wanted to ask you back going back to that old <laughs> to your old place, doing all the ca- uh, cable management. Lee, what kind of PC were you building at that time? Uh, the one I currently have. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. So I was hoping to kind of go for like some retro stuff. So let's oh, go, let's go it, way back. When... We'll have to go way back to uh, 2000. I want to say 2004. Okay. And where's yeah. where's Becky in the picture at 2004? Becky is nowhere in the picture. I oh, haven't I graduated was... high school yet. Yeah. Okay. I was I had just <laughs> graduated high, what? high school. What? Or uh, yeah, she graduated high school 05. Okay. Okay. Oh, that's right. I, so, yep. I graduated 2002. We're not that far off. Yeah. No. I'm a I'm a class of 2002. So 84. Um, what's up? Yeah. 83. <laughs> but you know, same thing. Yeah. Same diff. Two months away from me. 84. <laughs> <laughs> but um. Gosh, yeah. Well, let, let's let's go even way back. Actually, mm. my very first PC was built by Micron PCs, which was kind of like a gateway Dell type of company. Yeah, uh, based out in I I want to say Iowa mm-hmm. or one of those uh, yeah, Midwestern of states. Potato. Yeah, and um, <laughs> or Slipknot. Somewhere like that. That too. All exactly. Go Iowa. <laughs> it was, and it had. A 1.5 gigabyte, 5400 RPM hard drive. Yep. A Huge. 133 megahertz Pentium, Pentium. One processor. <laughs> a 4 megabyte diamond multimedia video card. Yes. And I diamond 3D FX as well. <laughs> the 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 um the best I want to say peripheral for this whole thing was the Sound Blaster 16 audio card. Yes, that is amazing. Yes. It and it was that was my first PC now. I mean, what did it all come kind of like together like you yeah, kind of it was it was that ugly beige whitish 
type of tower that was so it was so heavy because of the type of material that they used to use with this. I mean, it was a plastic material, but on the inside was this really heavy aluminum. Yep. That was it's just almost like something a, that's radioactive inside. Oh my it's gosh. Yeah, inside. it was it was unbearable to carry that thing. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> what are you playing on that thing? Oh God, I played Doom. Nice. I Which played... seems overpowered. Yeah. Titanium for Doom. Right, exactly. It was. And it, it worked well. Um Quake. Yes, there you go. It was a big thing. Um, Hexen. Mm-hmm. And it went all the way to uh, StarCraft. Actually. Nice. The original StarCraft. Oh, so that, that, was, that was definitely back in the day. Um, Wait a minute. Remind me. Was this a CD-ROM or? Yeah, you wouldn't have had DVD-ROMs yet. It was CD-ROM. It was Did a you have 50... a writable yet? What, where are nope. we talking here? It was a 52X CD-ROM. Oh, that's fast. <laughs> <laughs> that was fast back in the day. So that was that was uh, that was my first gaming PC. That's two thousand. Uh, that was wait. oh no, that was ninety six. Yeah, ninety six. So are I you remember. telling me I got into PC gaming before you did? Right. You, oh, that's what snap. I keep telling everybody. My my entire gaming legacy <laughs> actually began with consoles. That's why when everybody tells me, "Oh, he's PC master race all the time," I'm like, no, consoles is what gave birth to my gaming addiction my okay, initial, i want to get to consoles in just a second i want to jump to becky because if we're going back in time we've got to start at the at the very beginning where oh, does gosh. where does this start with like are you kind of the same thing as a as a as a youngster picking the components out or was it something that your parents brought into the house and you're like i'm gaming on this pc now you know, it was 92, 93, somewhere in there. Mm-hmm. Um, my dad was a senior systems analyst at a big insurance company. So yeah. he was hardcore IT. He was a programmer. So we're going back to DOS. Nice. We're going back to um, uh, Wolfenstein. Yes. The, the original. And um, we're talking about my dad built this PC himself. This was back before PC building was really a thing. Right. You know, this was when if you had a home computer, it was, you know, Mukau, basically, um, that Mukau. gave it to you. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, you know, this this was kind of a novelty. None of my friends had PCs in their house at this point in time. Right. This had um, the, the three and a half inch floppy. And, yes. of course, you know, the, the CD-ROM. And I think at one point in time he upgraded it because I think there was a slot for the five and a half inch. Yep. Originally on this first one. Yeah, same thing um, as, as the CD-ROMs would go, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. five and a quarter type yeah, of panel. five and a quarter, yeah, totally. Yeah. Did you have so, a zip drive too? Yes, I actually still Did have you? that in my collection. I have kept this original external oh. zip drive. But this was so before jealous. that zip drive. Um, this was, you know, way back when you had to enter in all the commands for DOS and whatnot. Mm-hmm. My dad programmed this menu into it. He actually programmed it once you got to the specific part that there were actually sub-levels and everything like that to it. Come so it was all on. organized into like, um, you know, I think it was WordPerfect back then. Mm-hmm. Before the blue Microsoft screen. Word. Yes. And um, Mavis Beacon, the original, you know, there was the different thing. Yes. 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 I love it. Absolutely. And a ton of (laughs) games for like me to learn on, you know, as far as like math and words and whatnot. Number munchers. I can't remember what it was called, but all I remember is like the gruzzles. That's all I remember out of it. Like they were these little monster like things that would eat your letters and numbers before you got to them if you didn't get there in time. And it was actually really like sophisticated for back then as far as some of these games. I think Um, that was Math Rescue too. 
It might have been. Path Rescue, wow. Love yeah. it. Yeah, so it goes back, way back for me. And there was this game that I remember playing, um, my dad and I would play. He would have the left side of the keyboard, I would have the right side. Amazing. As far as, you know, like the WASD stuff and the arrows and, you know, everything. <laughs> and it was, you basically had to figure out velocity and wind speed and all these things. These two monkeys on each side with bricks. Oh, yes. Like tanks. Throw the bananas back yep. and forth. Yeah. So it was very cool just to see now what I experienced back then as far as learning from PCs and learning from gaming. Yeah. Um, and that's really where it started for me. So your dad like basically built like a UI using DOS and kind of created a way for you to interact and kind of understand it at a very young age. Absolutely. That's super impressive. Um, okay, Lee, where now that we, we've got a bit of Becky's origin story, where does where do video games come in come in for you? Oh gosh, I think I would have to go back to when I was oh, let me see, eighty three, so it was 88 or 87, um, the Famicom okay. was my first console. And that was it was this beige type of box with two controllers attached to it. Mm-hmm. And they would mount on the sides for uh, safekeeping. Controller number two was the one I always grabbed because it had a microphone built into it. And what? I, was able, I didn't know that. There was a microphone built into it, which I was very obnoxious about. I kept yelling into it. Um, <laughs> some of the games. <laughs> can you see that? You can see that. So now, weird. some of the games that I had on there, I, I guess one of the most reminiscent ones was RoboCop, a side-scrolling version of RoboCop. Yeah. And I remember always getting stuck at this one level where there was a it was either you were getting crushed or there was a robot that was coming at me that I just couldn't take down. And I'm still, you know what? I told my mom uh, a few weeks ago, actually, I said, do you know where that console is? She goes, I might still be actually, because I was born in the Philippines and moved here when I was nine years old. So she said, it might still be in the Philippines. I said, okay, when you go there this winter, because she's come, she's going over there to visit uh, family uh, this coming Christmas. Yeah. Look for it. There should be an orange cartridge with it. It's RoboCop. I need you to bring this back. I need to beat this game finally. Yeah, now that you have like the power <laughs> of the internet and like ways to find out around this. There, the game that uh, still vexes me to this day, uh, Willie Beamish. It was, a, it was a Sierra point-and-click adventure game. Um, I can't get past the babysitter. You end up like she turns into a bat or something like that. I might even be... I'm pretty sure it's called Willie Beamish, but I definitely have a game like that. I need to... Use the power of the internet to. Uh, I have back. a list. I have a list of games that used to like vex me back in the day, and one of them was actually Home Alone for my Game Boy. Oh yeah, <laughs> and that still to this day, like that very last level, and I think it's just a matter of I needed to be quicker with my reaction time, or you just needed a subscription to Nintendo Power. It seemed like that, well, that was too. the way that they. I had mine forward. There you go. I had mine. I actually got a Nintendo box to store my cartridges. Using my Nintendo PowerPoints. Nice. Yes, I know exactly the, the, the one. Or it was, was it the so stamps? Good. I can't remember what it was. It was one of those things, but yeah. Yeah, you're, and we're still here we are today. Even Well, I am anyways collecting just random stuff <laughs> just so I can get these kind of cool swag things. Um, I did not realize that you were born in the Philippines. Yep. And like you moved over at an age where like some people kind of like move when 
they don't even know what's going on like two three years old like people don't even have memories of that like you you kind of had you probably have memories of five six seven eight nine years old absolutely so like you go from the philippines to now you're sitting in a basement i can see three computer monitors you're clearly looking at one like you've kind of four there you go you see (laughs) You've seen kind of a lot. So what was what was the move like for you? And then when you arrive in the States, now all of a sudden you've got Famicom. Like, I want to – sorry, Becky. I'm going to come back to you. I promise. Oh, you're but fine. Unless, no, unless this is You came this from is somewhere too? <laughs> no, no, no. I haven't moved more than like 10 miles from where I was born and raised. <laughs> <laughs> you, you actually moved closer to where you were born. No, right? further. Was, further. Oh, it wasn't, it wasn't here in Rome Memorial? No. Oh, were you at St. Luke's? Yes. Okay, so you're at St. Luke's, baby. See, okay, even my was... husband can't remember but where that's I was the born. Power of We the Gamer cast. This is like just dive, asking the questions that nobody ever thinks to ask. I got to have my wife on here. I might find out new things on about I her. Know. So, yeah, you you moved at a time where like you knew kind of like what was one you maybe you had like you probably had some schooling and stuff and oh like, absolutely. Where, where do you come from? I guess like just from a technological standpoint versus coming here. Like what what's well, that transition like? Actually, you know. To, now that I'm actually thinking about it more, um, one of the things that I grew up really admiring was uh, my grandfather, who was a lawyer. Um, you know, in his office, he had a computer uh, that uh, it was a very basic computer. It actually had a dual dual five and a quarter inch uh, floppy drive mm-hmm. setup so with that floppy. really big keyboard and a very teeny tiny monitor, and he taught. I learned how to do basic DOS on that. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the games that I actually remember playing on there is Wheel of Fortune. Yes, me too. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> the funny thing is I memorized all the puzzles. Of course you did. <laughs> so I would, anytime I'd play anybody else, I would win <laughs> at Wheel Cheater. of Fortune because I memorized. I first remembered how many letters, what the what the clue was and from there it was okay now i've committed to memory what the answer is going to be um so i i remember that was one of the first things that i i really that's when i really became i think infatuated with technology as a right. whole and that was um, in the philippines that was in the philippines so when i moved here at when i was nine years old one of the first things that um the first place we went to actually was um, new york city um, where we were greeted by my aunt's uh, friends who lived there. Um, they had a son who was the same age as myself. Mm-hmm. Um, so we, we stayed at their house for one night because the following day we were going to take another flight to, uh, you know, up here to uh, upstate New York where my aunt lived. Um, so he had, him, uh, he had the original NES. Nice. And we, I think that night was the first night that I actually got to play like like a North American version of a console. What's so, a non-North American? Like what's the, I'm talking like, about the, the Famicom, the, 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 because the Famicom is actually the original NES. For right. Asia. So that's what you had in, in the Philippines. That's, that's I what I had in the now. Philippines. Gotcha. Um, so we what were played, you playing there in, in, in New York city? In oh, in the Philippines, like, like yeah. I said, Robocop, Robocop was one of them. Yeah. Um, there had, there was actually an adapter that took NES cartridges that were North American and you would plug this into this cartridge adapter and it would work on the Asian version of the the NES or the Famicom, whatever right. you want to refer to it as. So 
um, yeah, so that was it, one of the first games we played was Double Dragon. Gotcha. Okay, I thought at first I and, thought you were being just fancy calling it the Famicom. So some people are kind of like retro. No, that's like, the, you had a legit like Famicom. I had like, the actual legit Famicom, which and on then the you outside of there. the box, yeah, the outside of the box, it was referred to as the family computer. So right. it wasn't just Famicom. It was actually called the family computer. Right. Because Nintendo so, was kind of like hiding their nerd cred a little bit. Too. <laughs> like, yes, we don't want to play video games. So that's kind of funny. Yep. So you come so you come on over here, you're nine years old, and then you start playing some some NES. And you kind of like, is it more of the same? Or are you are you blown away? Like, is there a contrast there that you noticed as a kid? They're, the biggest thing was the detachable controllers. <laughs> right. <laughs> that was the biggest thing, is the fact that these controllers were detachable. Yeah. And then finding out there was no microphone on it, that was a slight disappointment. <laughs> but <laughs> You can still pretend. I know. I can still do that. And finally, the other difference is it was the that sliding in the cartridge and then mm-hmm. pressing down for it to lock in place versus the just shoving the cartridge on top of the uh on top of the uh, actual console itself. So th- those were the key things that uh, really was different. And you know, I I eventually got my own NES, which was actually the the next version, the one that was a top loading version of it. Right. How did uh, you end up getting that? Was it a birthday present? It was or like Christmas? a birthday present, or it was just a Christmas gift or something to that effect. Do you um, have a memory like Bobby Paul's, where he's like, he tells me like, okay, so I I grabbed my mom and I told her we're going to the Sears, and then we're, I'm doing a terrible Bobby Paul's. But he's like, and then we turn left, and then we turn right, and then we stopped at a red. Like he's got crazy memory. Do you remember? I my brain doesn't work like that. I used to actually. Yeah. I really did used to have a, a weird memory like that. Becky will attest to it. Like, I will tell her what type of uh, blouse or, or top she was wearing on a particular day as we were doing a particular thing, and she'd be like, "What? Oh my god! How do you remember that? I mean, I remember what she wore the first time we met. Oh really? Uh, mm-hmm. Oh, I can remember that too. Okay, that is something specific I can remember. Yeah, but I I I have to say that child number two has destroyed his memory it has she really has my my daughter god it's, love her it has nothing but... to do with like the division or anything <laughs> like not playing starcraft as much as you should like exercising your brain like like you should <laughs> the, the, the lack of it probably uh <laughs> probably did help in the uh... <laughs> oh really <laughs> just trying to like focus on on real life yeah. so becky Pretty so much. becky what what was lee wearing when you guys first met um, believe it or not, we were wearing similar colors. He had yes. this red scarf on, this total like frat boy type of, you know, the striped shirt, that typical. Um, and then he had this winter green travel mug with him. And he was trying to look all kind of like suave yeah. and professional with his like wool pea coat and <laughs> Oh you know. fancy. Yep. Oh yeah. Yeah. He he was just he was trying to be his super Asian self. <laughs> I didn't say it. Um, it's true. Where, not... <laughs> where were you? Why were you, guys, why were you dressed up? We actually met um, thanks to New Year's Eve. Um, so this is this is definitely an interesting origin story. I was actually three months pregnant at the time. I was going out to um, meet up with some friends, you know, for a non-alcoholic New Year's Eve. Because clearly at that point in time, I was not in any position to. Mm-hmm. Um, I wasn't actually planning on meeting someone to be with. Um, and it just so happened that Lee and I hit it off to such a degree that it was like that night. Um, I, I knew 
that it was immediately just immediately like it was just that instant connection i mean i've felt it but you've already already (laughs) taken so i get it i understand (laughs) And the power. And it was really over apples to apples. We were playing apples to apples that night. And I think what solidified it was the <laughs> Star Trek reference in there. Oh, yeah. What was it? Do you remember? The seven, it was something about Captain Kirk. I remember laying down Captain Kirk and it was Lee's round. And that was really my like feeler card just to see. And uh, I remember him. I think he actually picked that one because he did. knew it was me yep. somehow. The other card was... Um... The green card was touchy feely, and everybody put down either Michael Jackson, <laughs> <laughs> um, OJ Simpson, good God, grave robbers. How do you remember this? And um, I, I told you, I think you, it was I, like Bill Clinton or something. Yeah, like Bill that. Clinton. Oh, and um, Bill Cosby. Oh, wow. Bill Cosby. But that was before the Bill Cosby. We didn't scandal. know yet. <laughs> we didn't know yet, but foreshadow. Somehow we knew somewhere it was in there. Oh. Gosh, well, for I mean, yeah, it was it was just an instant connection. And a couple of days prior to that, actually, I told my friend, you know, I said to him, "You're you're lucky." And he says, "Why is that?" I said, "Well, because you've you've managed to meet somebody so instantaneously and hit it off with her so quickly that you guys just just fell in love immediately." And yeah. I said, "That's that's rare." And he says. Well, you know, you, you never know. Something like that could happen to you. I'm like, yeah, right. <laughs> and then like, that very same friend actually said, hey, listen, I'm having a New Year's Eve party. You know, we're we're having some people over and, uh, you know, we're inviting uh, this one girl over. I'm like, yeah. Well, what's she like? Well, she's pregnant. I'm going, okay. Yep. <laughs> um, wasn't anticipating that one, but all right. And they and then they uh, they sent me some pictures of her, and I said, okay, you know, she's a pretty girl, pretty girl. I, I, in my mind, I'm going, oh my god, she's gorgeous. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> going, what do I, I said, they want me to meet her. <laughs> What's wrong with them? <laughs> I'm going to drive her out of the room. Well, and, and what's so, really sad? The confidence is just amazing. It, it, what What's really sad is that next night, that it passed the that first initial meeting. We went on our first date the next day. Yeah, where'd you go? Panera. What's that? Uh, Panera Bread. It's basically like uh, they do salads and soups and sandwiches. Sandwiches. Okay. It's kind of like a fancy deli. Yeah. And he tried to kill me right off the bat by ordering a mango shake, which I'm allergic to. Of course. Okay. Which he didn't know. With me and Chelsea. Yeah. He didn't know. Um, But it was obviously January, upstate New York, really bad weather. Mm -hmm. Here he is now. Okay. So this is going to sound horrible. Um, (laughs) Back in high school, there was a guy that I liked. He drove a Honda Civic, and it was standard. Sick. <laughs> okay? It was like, this was just, that was my thing at that point in time, is there was something about Honda Civics that I absolutely loved, <laughs> and especially if it was standard. And so here, was it here a Lee is. No, no. Okay. So here Lee is with his Honda Civic. The weather is so bad that he's actually using the downshifting capabilities, For and breaking. I'm thinking he's driving a standard. Well, it's an automatic car, but he he totally just. I blew her what mind. What were you doing? Lee? <laughs> I was downshifting because the 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 roads were bad. I wanted to make sure we got to because um, we were headed from Panera to IHOP, right? For to meet up with some friends for dinner, and then from there we're going to go back to our friend's place, and um, actually we went there to play Super Mario uh, 
Oh, gosh, Mario Party, wasn't it? So, or Mario no, no, Party? it wasn't Mario. It wasn't. No, no. No, it that was, was the uh, night before. That was the night before. That was the night was before. We were playing Mario. No, it was Super Mario Galaxy. That we that we uh, that we went to play. I mean, you what and I didn't play. Two thousand six, two thousand seven, two thousand no, two thousand ten. Oh, okay. No, two thousand. We yes, we 2009, met two thousand nine. Two thousand nine slash ten because gotcha. we met December thirty first. Went out on our first date January first. Awesome. So, okay. Okay. Yeah, that's why that would be confusing yeah. for sure. Okay, so you're going this. This is your first date, the Panera thing. Yes. Yeah. Okay, so then we go to IHOP, then we go play some Super Mario, and like, are you guys like chatting the whole time? Like, Lee, where are you at mentally? Like, are you like getting down on one knee already at this point? Mentally, yeah. Mentally, I said that this is it. Where, where, when did you guys discover that you're both ridiculous nerds? That same night, right off the bat. How right did you? How did like aside from the Star Trek reference? Like, were you guys like, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> and you see why. World like, of Warcraft. In case people didn't really hear, because I think you guys sped it at the same time, so your sound canceled each other out. They both said World of Warcraft at the exact same time. That is pretty much the most adorable thing. Um, so, like, where... Oh, my gosh, there's so much here. This is hilarious. Lee, where are you at in World of Warcraft when, like, are you kind of, like, are you totally into it? Are you just discovering it? Like, where are you in your, in your World of uh, Warcraft? Journey. At that time, it was my it was on my downswing. Actually, okay. um, I was I had been running a guild <laughs> prior to that for for about two and a half years. Mm-hmm. And Becky, um, how many guilds did you run? <laughs> um, I ran one. I only ran one, but I was an officer in a couple until I created Mutiny. Um, literally, that was the name of the guild. It was Mutiny, right? I, and I it was, yeah. I remember you saying that. That's hilarious. Okay, so how does World of War, like, I'm trying to think of when, I don't even know if I could recall this as well as you guys are with, with Chelsea and I, when we discovered just how nerdy we were. I do remember one time when I, she she asked me to come on over, and so I, I, I grabbed some Slurpees, and I and I came over, and I walked <laughs> <and> she, <laughs> I love it. I'm sorry, that's just awesome. We've had, we just like, when, anytime, like, because we always had Slurpees when we were first dating. And so, like, whenever we went and bought our car, when we bought our house, like, we were always just having these Slurpees around. So I remember going over to her condo, and she was, like, on the main floor. So I could just, like, kind of, like, walk in out of the parking lot. And I remember sliding the door open and, like, saying hi. But she was completely locked in on the, on the, on the TV playing Ocarina of Time. And, like, she's played it a hundred times, but she's, like, can't talk playing. That's probably, like my first memory and i guess like at that point it's like yeah we're uh we're both ridiculous nerds but how does how does world of warcraft come up because i can't imagine you're like okay so yeah the weather's been pretty good okay yeah speaking of weather you know what else has weather um a world speaking of worlds world of warcraft like i don't understand how, <laughs> like how do you guys even like broach the subject I don't even remember, but everybody that we were hanging out with played World of Warcraft okay. that was in that room. Yep. Um, some more seriously than others. I was a hardcore, hardcore raider. And, you know, just it was very intensive for a while there. For a good four years of my life, it was uh, work, play, raid, sleep a little raid. bit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Lee's nodding, same thing. Mm-hmm. School, work, rush home, raid for four hours, go to sleep, wake up, school, work, more raiding, 
how are you paying for this? Because it like the work is basically just paying for the the subscription. That always scared me away from this. Um, the fact that there was a monthly subscription, like, and you can't exactly have a credit card when it first came out. Like, I was too young to have a credit card. I think when when World of Warcraft was first out. No, no, well, you we, weren't. We, that was guys. Warcraft you're thinking of. That was not subscription based before you were able to legally have. World of Warcraft was a 2005 release. Yeah. I'm trying to think of how. Anyway, I don't want to bog down into that detail, but I was always terrified <laughs> of the subscription thing. Um, okay, so did you guys ever end up like playing together? And is that I, I'm imagining like that's where you got married in World of Warcraft first. <laughs> you pretty much did, <laughs> and it came to the point because um, Cataclysm was out. World of Warcraft Cataclysm was yep. out, and we both were like, we we need to play, we need to play. Let's do this. Yeah, which is pretty much we're approaching that very same feeling shortly this coming uh, August with the with the release of Legion. So. I'm going to get sucked back in. I pre-ordered. Ray's pre-ordered. She's ready. So Maybe. It's, it's, yeah. I'm, I'm still dancing out. that line. Yes. <sighs> Guys. Come to the world of Warcraft Come to the dark us. side with us. <laughs> we have brownies now. Make sure Lee doesn't eat them. Well, the best part is, like, I'm already married, so, like, it's forever. Like... <laughs> And Chelsea and I, like, she's 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 stuck with me from now on. So, like, I can dive into a game like World of Warcraft and, like, she's stuck. It's it's a fun... It, you know what? The like, I was going back to say, like, we went into Cataclysm. Mm-hmm. She was my healer. Mm-hmm. I was her tank. Nice. Pretty much. And and that, the funny thing is, my favorite character on there is my hunter. It's my DPS hunter, but... I felt like playing with her. I wanted to be something. I wanted to be something different. And I had a paladin tank. She was a priest. It was. It that was just perfect. So that that was just perfect. perfect. Okay, so, so that, that was uh, where we went into. At what point, Lee or Becky, who proposes? I could picture either of you proposing. Okay, so this proposal story goes way different than what you would expect. Okay, oh, I knew there was. I knew there was something here. Well, it's more on the fact of epic screw-ups before everybody started posting YouTube videos of, like, these amazeballs proposals. <laughs> um, and actually, it was right around the time of all of these, so it just started. This trend had just started. It was 2011. Mm-hmm. Um, and, well, we had gone up to um, Niagara Falls. Beautiful. And, you know, at this point in time, um, Cole was just a little over a year old. Mm-hmm. We went up to one of his friends. Um, it was actually the day or the night before the day of the wedding. New York had announced that gay marriage was legal in New York. Yep. We were conveniently going up to a lesbian wedding. So this was an awesome, awesome thing. Um and just very, very exciting, even though it wasn't legal yet for this marriage. You know, they could actually have the wedding knowing that marriage was legal in New York and then go forward with all the legal crap after the fact. Right. Yeah, totally. That's awesome. So we're in Niagara Falls, very romantic spot, you know, mm-hmm. time away, no kid. Um, <laughs> we went to the falls after and, you know, putzed around, whatnot. And I was like, this is definitely the spot. It's got to be right. So beautiful pictures, the whole nine. And then it gets to this point like, okay, we got to, we got to head home. Nothing. 
So we end up stopping. <laughs> are you expecting a proposal at this point? I was. Yeah. I was. Totally. What's the conversations you guys are having at this point? Like anything or are you just kind of like, all right, buddy, like shit or get off the pot? Well, on the way home, I was texting actually our friend that my friend, his best friend's um wife now and saying it's not happening. Like I was pissed. I was I am reading my book in the car. I'm texting with her and I'm just like, what the heck? So we get back and we stop at my favorite restaurant. Yeah. Mexican place, because that was back when I could eat that type of food and it wasn't a problem. Yeah. Um thought it was gonna happen there. The restaurant is relatively empty. We have one of our favorite servers, the whole nine. Nada. Okay. At this point in time, I'm exhausted. I'm like, all right, let's just go home. Yeah. Let's, let's just go home, call tonight, you know, whatnot, get unpacked, go to sleep. So he's like, let's go over to our friend's house. Let's go over. And I was like, no, oh, no, yeah, that's what's going to happen. I'm tired. I'm just exhausted. I don't really want to see people right now. Yeah. You know, we've been traveling all day. We walked around the falls. I want to go home. And he's yeah. like, are you sure? No, really? Let's let's go. And I'm like, nope, nope, we're going home. So go home. I found on Netflix, um, surprisingly, a book that was a favorite in my childhood, Medline Langle's A Wrinkle in Time. And they had a movie version of it, which I had no clue about. So I popped that on, you know, just to kind of fall asleep to. We're just laying in bed. Right. I pass out mid-movie. Okay. So here he is. He rolls over or whatnot. I don't know exactly what position because, you know, I had eyelid shades at this point in time. And he goes, will you marry me? And I turn to him and I go, wait, what? And he goes, will you marry me? And, of course, the answer turned out yes. But But really? Yeah. It's a very – it's a hilarious story to tell to anyone because everyone goes, are you kidding me? Did you seriously do that? I'm so glad that this is the very first time that I've done a sh- this show like this with two people on. I need to get both sides of this story. Lee, what what are you thinking, man? I wasn't. <laughs> I really wasn't. I, let's be honest here. Now, for the record, you now officially have the world's greatest engagement from Nikki Powell and the world's worst Aww, engagement. Oh, that's not what I was going for. <laughs> no, no, no. Let's be honest here. Look, okay. There is you no just, defense. Did you chicken for my... out though? Like, were you thinking like Niagara Falls? That this is I oh, was tell them the actually... reason behind Niagara Falls. The reason is inappropriate on a podcast, my Whoa. dear. <laughs> <laughs> Look, let let me put it this way: I <laughs> wanted to have the perfect engagement and for it to be photographed at that perfect time. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, um, I have trust issues. <laughs> With my belongings, particularly this camera, mm-hmm. which was an expensive, this is an expensive camera. And I just couldn't bear myself to ask somebody else to do it and to take a photograph of it while I was proposing to her. Mm-hmm. Not a good defense. It's the best one I got. You know what, though? I'm going to I'm going to put a spin on this. And I don't know if you guys have thought of it like this. I'm just going to go ahead and say that I think that it's really sweet that Lee was more nervous to hand his material item, the camera, to somebody else to like hold on to for a second, which people do, by the way, they do all the time, especially at Niagara Falls and especially for proposals. He was more nervous about that than actually proposing. Like that, that 
the the scale the balancer is like way out of whack and i think that that's really sweet so there i don't know if you've ever kind of spun it like that but there you go nope but there you know what i'm running you're with just it from so here on out. comfortable with the idea of becky i knew she was gonna say yes i just wanted to capture that yes in the most perfect moment yeah and you don't want to like get a yes and then go i'm in a foot race to catch this mother effer who just stole my camera <laughs> exactly wait so are you saying that the camera was worth more than a proposal <laughs> Wait. Oh, See, this oh, is what they hold this on. Is what this is all right. Sean took something and he turned it into. I made it all. Sweet. He took a pot of. He took this like mold and it just turned this beautiful clay pot and you just shit in it. Well, shit my clay th- pot. This is why you sleep. listen to Lincoln Park and this is why I listen to Slipknot. You know, wow. <laughs> contrast. All right, let's throw down. What? Let's throw down. Let's... <laughs> okay, so so. What's the what's the wedding like? Do you guys have like um, World of Warcraft characters on on your cake? Like, is it is it video game themed, or you you go for leave the video game stuff at home and and the wedding is more traditional? We went with traditional. We oh, went. Okay. She hates that word. Traditional. Yeah, word I was dancing around it too. So I she, do. I I hated that word. We it got used. Because I had a vision in my head as far as, you know, it wasn't like the typical person that has like these dreams for years and years. But I had an idea in my head about certain ways that things were going to look as far as, you know, colors and whatnot on the the guys and, you know, just some of the accents. Because it was pretty much um, silver and burgundy were our colors. Mm-hmm. You know, it seems to be very typical now. Um and it was just one of those things that it's one of my favorite colors is burgundy. I like that deep red, not a true fire engine red, but more the burgundy with the tone of purple in it. So silver complemented it perfectly. We're at the the place that we got the tuxes from. And the girl who is servicing us ticked me off so badly. I was like in a rageful state because she kept going, well, traditionally, that's not how it's done. And I'm going... Do I look like a traditional person right now? <laughs> I have our, you know, one plus year old, one and a half year old with me. Clearly happened before marriage. I have tattoos. You know, I am not exactly a traditional person. Mm. You know, you're not going for the Disney just, wedding. I'm gathering exactly, exactly. Yeah. It was very, it was a comfortable. It was it had classy but hominess to it. Mm-hmm. The biggest thing I loved about our reception venue was the fact that it had exposed wood beams. So it was a little oh, bit of a yeah. rustic feel to it, you know, and that was, that was just something I absolutely loved about the place that we picked besides that the food was phenomenal and no other venue has come close to the food we had at our wedding. Oh God, I'm so hungry right now. But <laughs> <laughs> I had the best piece of prime rib I've ever had in my life at that wedding. Oh, yeah, and that is yeah. that's awesome. Okay, so you get married. How soon after the wedding are you back playing some? Is it World of Warcraft still at this time? Are you are you off to something else now? <laughs> well, the honeymoon. <laughs> yeah, so that's just, that's just it. Like Chelsea and I are on our honeymoon. We both got our 3ds's. Like we're both like sitting. It's either Disney World or nerding out or street passing. It's like that's kind of where where we were at. We brought the Xbox with us. The yes, the whole thing. <laughs> the whole thing. We brought that with us and uh, the laptop, I believe. We didn't, you know, really bring a ton of electronics, but we did bring that. And, of course, we had to watch Monday Night Raw while we were, yes. <laughs> we were there sitting in the, like, jacuzzi tub that we had watching Monday Night Raw, drinking champagne, you know, freshly married. That's awesome. <laughs> Are you guys both still into wrestling now? Yeah. 
Nice. Okay, I, I want to go back. Subscription WWE Network. Do you because, really? Yeah. Is it good? Like, is it? I mean, obviously, it's, it's, it's worth it. it. Like, if you it's, pay for it, that's awesome. What games are you playing on the on the 360 at that time? Uh, it was the WWE. 2K. Yeah. Whatever year. 2K13 or whatever. Yeah. Um, Gears. Yeah. Yes, Gears of War. Gears was a big deal. Um, NBA 2K. Was it 12 that I bought or 11? It was 11. It was uh, 2K11. That was at a time where I was like really into sports games. Yes, I was just going to ask you that. I was just, it was like everything I wanted was just, everything I had fun with was sports games. So I kind of focused a lot of my purchases on that. Um, She had Blaze Blue. What's that? It's a fighting game. It's a Japanese style fighting. Style fighting game. Yeah. Well, Gears Uh, was also mine too. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> oh gosh what else did we have there is a whole bunch of sports and becky's killing people yep <laughs> pretty much <laughs> probably not typical but that that's awesome uh lee what like so at this point you're playing pc gaming and then using the xbox more as the sports kind of you know what spot? at that time because see my pc at that time was on its downswing with that current build mm-hmm. um what was it it was an Intel Pentium. It was, gosh, what is it? Like the quad, it was a dual core processor. Okay. Um, I had an uh, AMD, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, it was an XFX Radeon HD 79 or something to that, to that effect, 7870, something like that. Yeah, what and kind even of memory is that, that thing? Do you remember? Yeah, it was like one gig of video RAM on that oh, thing. Okay. Um, I had like, Oh God! I want to say 16 gigs of DDR2. Nice. Um, I had a lot of hard drives. <laughs> I, I remember having like six hard drives on that thing. Yeah. So and what was, games are you playing on that thing? Still, primarily it was World of Warcraft. Yeah. Um, like that's hilarious to me because that that's, really that's the, the that'd be thing. a beast. You yeah. got all these hard drives and it's for World of Warcraft. Yeah, and it it I mean it was it was like the one game that I was constantly playing. Now there was. And again, at that point in my life, it was more of a console gaming versus PC gaming. Mm-hmm. Console gaming, I find I found it to be a little bit less. Uh, it, it was it was more fun for me at that time because console the PC game gaming boys, yeah. side was just it was there was a lot going on with with my PC not being up to date that mm. I really just felt like okay I I couldn't run Diablo at one point. Oh, I remember my laptop could handle yeah. it. Her laptop could handle Diablo. I couldn't handle Diablo. Diablo kept on just resulting in a um, in a reboot because it was overheating my uh, my video card so mm-hmm. at that point i said well what do i do? you know what do i do and all of a sudden um i got a secondary job basically um as a website um programmer and developer for becky's insurance company ah and so um that's basically so what Sony wanted everybody to do when they wanted to when they were trying to yeah, sell the PS3. Job. Just go get a second job to pay for this job. thing. Yeah, people on PC do this all the time. Right, exactly. So that's what I ended up doing is um, yeah. with this with this secondary job, I was able to, you know, really rebuild my PC um, from scratch and go with you know the top of the line i7 3770K processor. That's I bought, what I have. I bought two GTX 660s. I don't have that. Yeah, that was <laughs> that was that was my uh, happy purchase, and um, I, I entered the world of SSDs. Um, had 
32 gigs of RAM. Um, Yeah, and it it was a beast. And ironically enough, because of what we do with Extra Life, traveling with PC, with Mm -hmm. you know, to go to do our Extra Life stuff, my motherboard from that PC, that brand new PC, a year later, cracked. Physically, it cracked. Physically, there was a crack because of. I decided to purchase a really large heatsink. Oh God! It was just it was a Noctua NHD fourteen heatsink and fan. Mm-hmm. This is like a heatsink the size of my Yeti microphone. Oh my God! With like two fans, one internally, one on the outside. Yeah, yeah, and you're just uh, trying to be a good owner, like take care yeah. of it. Right, right. And I wanted to make sure that, you know, it, it was cooled down properly. My temperatures were great. Yeah, you're just and putting then this crazy I, torque on your motherboard. Right, and then I traveled with it, and it, there was a crack. And I said, well, there goes that. Oh, my God. Now, at that time, I, I said, well, what do I do? I don't. I really didn't have, you know, a secondary financial option to really, you know, offset this loss. So, right. thankfully, her father, you know, as a Christmas gift, he goes, here's my credit card. Buy what you need. What? Wow. <laughs> and then he's we a, also turned around and built a PC for him. Yeah. So, so he um he basically furnished my next build, which I wasn't ready for. Right. But this one was the dream build. So and, Be- uh, yeah, sorry. so no, no, go ahead. I was gonna I was gonna flip it back to Becky because um I wanna go back to your dad for a little bit here because he sounds like he just kinda like stuck with tech the entire time. So is he building PCs like at his place? Is he like, is there still like an influence on you on technology throughout the rest of your life after he built that, that computer way back in the day and built the interface and you guys are dealing with DOS? Like how is your dad influencing stuff growing up? Um, Well, I mean, over the years it was always, he and I would play on the PC with different games. It wasn't like hardcore gaming. Um, Gaming wasn't really a huge part of my upbringing, believe it or not, other than, you know, the couple games here and there. Mm -hmm. It was a pretty restrictive um, idea because my mother had ideas that gaming and things like that were bad, that they rotted your brain. You Mm -hmm. know, I, I had a Game Boy, but it was limited to super mario world and like tetris and things like that that were pretty simplistic mm-hmm. i remember wanting to get mortal Kombat on it here's the funny story couldn't get it she wouldn't allow it too violent Whole course nine. you're ripping you know. hearts out of chests and whatever ripping <laughs> yeah, spines blocks. out and all that. you're yeah. ripping blocks out back well, then, true <laughs> <laughs> we throw in like a spear with a rope on the end of yeah anyway yeah Exactly. So I remember stopping at this rest stop um, because back when I was growing up, we RV'd a lot. Yeah. My dad would hook the trailer up to the truck. We'd go all around the country. So here we are at this rest stop and I look down and I see a Game Boy Mortal Kombat cartridge. And I'm like, what do I do with this? <laughs> oh my God. And so I it's grab like it. A $10 nobody bill else. Exactly. Nobody it's... else is around. I'm like, somebody lost this, but, uh, I guess I got the game that I always wanted. I remember popping it in and, you know, just playing it and just being overjoyed. But, um, PCs weren't really huge, huge, mm-hmm. you know, as far as the gaming side, And then when I turned 15, I remember for Christmas that year, my dad had built me my own computer. That's awesome. And it was, you know, still very old box style, you know, because it was some of the leftover parts and whatnot. It wasn't like super up to date like Lee's always was. Yeah. And I just, the gigantic, you know, monitors that. Yes, the CRTs. Yes. 
huge CRT monitor, the whole nine. And he had installed a couple games on there. Um, you know, still very, very old as far as the system was considered. But I remember playing like Duke Nukem on there nice. and, you know, a bunch of different games. I and, love like no Mortal Kombat, but then we get like not too much longer <laughs> or too later. We go on Duke Nukem hanging well, out strip clubs. There were certain things that my mother didn't know about. There you, you know? go. Mm-hmm. It was just one of those things, you know. Um, but not too long after that, when I turned 18, I bought my own first PC. This is back when Circuit City was still around. Mm-hmm. And I didn't really do any building. I got a pretty basic computer. Uh, a couple of my friends actually were into PC building. So I got a very basic computer, upgraded a couple things like the RAM and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And that's where I started my addiction to World of Warcraft. Yeah. And it, it's just funny looking back at this PC that I think we gave to um, we gave it to actually my cousins for their girls to yep. try to, you know, basically take the guts out and whatnot. And this was back when it was DDR2-3200 mm-hmm. was the RAM that was in there because I had to upgrade my sticks and all that stuff. And uh, it, it was a very, very basic PC. So it wasn't really until that I met Lee that I had anything super powerful. But this thing used to come with me to land parties the whole night. Yes! You know, it was just... It was good for back then, and it worked for my purposes. How many people are at these land parties? Like, paint a picture. Like, what's a typical land? Like, it's World of Warcraft. Oh, we're playing. Gosh. Like, how many people are crammed into this room? And talk about cable management. Yeah, a lot. Um, this is my best friend Krista's apartment. Yeah, she had her boyfriend was in their bedroom because he had the monster PC. He was the extreme PC builder. Mm-hmm. Um, she also had her own customized PC, but she actually at that point in time shifted over to the laptop scene when la- gaming laptops were really first starting to become more and more powerful. Right. Um, back when Alienware was Alienware and not Dell. <laughs> and I was stuck in the bedroom with him because I had a tower and that's where the desk was. So you had the two of us in there. He was actually my guild master. Um, and then it was her, my ex and three or four other people out in the living room and the kitchen space and whatnot. That's also where we would do D and D and things like that. We'd go out to the kitchen to take a break from the PC. Um, I mean, it was just super nerd dumb. And then when she moved to the first (laughs) floor, we would have like 12 or 13 people. Holy crap. Yeah, we had a lot of PCs. It would get very hot. This would be in the middle of winter. We'd have to do these parties mm-hmm. um, have the windows and just open. have the windows open, mm-hmm. you know, AC running the whole night as it's snowing outside because we're generating so much heat from our no PC. No kidding. Yeah, the monitors alone. Oh, yeah. Well, I had at this point in time, I had more of a flat screen monitor. Oh, okay. Yep. Just Super because that, that CRT was not. No, no, I got rid of that. Um, so it was uh, it was an interesting time. It was back when it was vanilla WoW and everything like that. And that's actually when I started getting into consoles. Um, okay. Due to my ex, we had a, a PlayStation 2. And that's where I fell in love with a lot of games like Final Fantasy X. Yep. Um, and X-2, uh, Midnight Club Dub Edition. Nice. I think was on that one. Yes. I'm trying Kill to remember. Zone. Kill Zone. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then one of my friends, then when the PS3 came out, was the one who introduced me to it. So it was kind of like I had a reverse nerdery thing going on. Like, I was a nerd growing up. It was, you know, Friday nights were Star Trek with individual pizzas and tater tots. (laughs) It was like that special treat. 
you know, back when you could sit in the living room and it was like a special occasion TV yeah. dinner type of thing, you know, and this was the TV that had the, um, the antenna and everything on the roof that you had to adjust for. And, you know, if the wind was blowing wrong, you had to readjust it oh, so God. that it would hitch right. And, you know, the TV itself actually still had a crank on it. It was color, but it had a crank and everything on it to change the different stations because we didn't have cable growing up out in the country. Um, it didn't come through until I was a teenager. Yeah, we had a similar TV in my in my parents' room. It was like it had actually it was yellow on the outside, but that's a whole that's a whole other story. It's like this yellow casing. It was hilarious. Yeah. Okay, guys, I want to be mindful of time, and I definitely want to get to extra life. I want to I want I've I've talked to Ray on the show. I can't remember what episode it was, but I want to know, like, where do you guys come in for extra life? Like, why is this? Just so that everybody knows, and I, I, t- I will likely talk about this at the intro of, of the show as well, um, Extra Life being the streaming charity initiative that is really for kids' hospitals around the world, the, the Children's Miracle Network. So I'm wondering, what's what's the story? Is it is it a Ray connection or do you – Lee, I'm going to throw this to you first. Like where, where do you guys come in on the, on the helping – other than the fact that kids are great? I'm, I'm gathering there's something more. That there is, had you guys in there. For me personally, um, I've told this story to a lot of people before, and I'm always going to stick to this. Um, growing up, I always had an affinity for um, charity work and yep. service. And one of the things that I did in my high school days is I was a member of an of organization. Um, it was actually a Canadian organization called Kids Can Free the Children. And um, one of the one of their main initiatives was to end child labor practices um, around the world mm-hmm. um, through um, healthcare initiatives, um, educational initiatives, things of that sort. And it's an organization for kids, run by kids. Oh wow! Um, and a, a lot of the a lot of the development of um, you know these kids was was through public speaking engagements, which I did a lot of as I was growing up. Um, where I, you know, where I ended up settling in Syracuse, New York, is I went to various different uh, churches, community groups, um, lo- different locations, and, and I gave speeches um, intimating to everybody, you know, what what is child labor exactly? I mean, everybody had an idea, but they didn't really understand what it is, where, how, why it still existed. Yeah, yeah, it's a word um, you hear all the time, but you don't yeah, really understand like exactly. what, what are the conditions like? Yeah, for exactly. Kids. So yeah. I, I wanted them to understand it. So. I guess fast forward to my days in college, and I I had a goal in mind to actually be a pediatrician. Um, you know, my my focus was singular. It was graduate um, university, um, go to medical school, be a pediatrician, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Unfortunately, life does its thing, and it kind of just ends up uh, going in a different direction. I mm-hmm. never I never got to medical school really. So, um, so I guess in part, part of the reason why I do extra life is because it's my way of helping, um, what I call the most vulnerable patients, which is the children. Mm-hmm. Um, and I want to be a part of the process of healing and everybody has a role to play. Um, yeah, you, 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 you know, this working with your charity, um, with your cancer charity work and everything. It's everybody has a role to play in helping the patients. And mm-hmm. so, um, you know, aside from that, I'm also, I also work, um, in a medical industry, 
um, in a hospital right now. So really, it's 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 a way for me to attack the situation from different fronts. Right. Um, And like I said, it's just something that it's just something that I wanted to be a part of, something that I wanted to um, really make everybody aware of it. Mm -hmm. So everybody knows, Okay, you know what? What are Children's Miracle Network hospitals? What do they do for your local communities? What do they do for the patients? Yeah. Um, and I guess the other part to it is, you know, this is a Ray Osorio connection. Um, Ray and Becky used to work together um, at a uh, insurance uh, call center. And, you know, Ray, Becky had already left. And, you know, Ray got back to her and, you know, said, hey, listen, I'm doing this thing. I need some help you know, could you guys give me a hand? Because he was trying to kind of organize it one year. It wasn't fully working out 100% the way he wanted to. He just needed a couple helping hands with it. So we right. said, sure, jump right in. Um, and ever since then, we've been doing this whole extra life thing. Yeah, and so that's where the podcast comes around too. And I love that that, like I, I've I've come to really like understand just that it's not a podcast and then an extra life thing. Like it starts with extra life for you guys. And that's like, that's abundantly clear. And now that we're getting a little closer and closer with every day, we're getting closer to, to the stream in November. Um, it's clear to me that that's why you do the podcast and not the other end. And I think that's amazing. I just, I've come to really enjoy Phoenix overdrive, nerd overdrive. Like I just, the thing for me is that like you guys have created your own, like, branding around the team like and that's kind of what you're talking about there is like like there's a lot of people don't really i guess realize a lot of the times it's just how much effort it takes to do fundraising on a sustainable level and on a on a way in a way that makes impact and you guys have found like this really creative way that kind of combines the two things that are really you're most passionate about it's obviously the cause and then playing and talking about video games so who of you too, like, was it Rebecca? Was it you kind of came forward when you're talking to Ray and you're like, we got to do this or like, how does, how does the podcast kind of birth out of knowing that Ray wants to do the fundraising? That was actually more on Lee's end, believe it or not. Um, I, you can't tell now, but I used to be very, very shy. That's why I worked in a call center. Um, you know, I was shy in my own way. Like if I was around people that were equally as nerdy or, you know, equally as strange, I guess you could say, as I same. felt, it, it was very open, but I was still a little reserved. Mm-hmm. Um, so when this podcasting thing came along, I wasn't initially interested on being on camera and having people listen to me and talk to me. Now it's completely natural. You know, not only has the podcast helped, but my job has helped um, a lot as far as that confidence. Now I have no problem walking up to people. Yeah, there's still that little bit of anxiety, um, but I have no problem walking up to people and talking to them about different things. Mm -hmm. And it's really due to extra life. Um, So Lee and Ray were tossing around originally a sports podcast idea. Right. And that kind of, you know, went to the wayside and it was like, okay, so we got this initial planning thing because Ray came over and said, listen, I've got this friend that I want to do a podcast with, um, which ended up morphing into Lee jumping on board from the tech side and said, you know, I want to do this centric around gaming, but I want it to be around our extra life stuff. Mm-hmm. And we we're like, okay, cool, you know great way to get things started and we slaved for hours upon hours this is right (laughs) 
right around the time we were also creating our own extra life team because we were part of a different extra life team before and it just kind of fell apart. And, right. You know, we wanted to take it to a different level. Um, I remember spending, I think it was almost four weeks coming up with our name for the extra life team. And then that translated into the podcast um, as far as the, the ultimate, I guess you could call it parent branding. Right. And about what was it seven episodes in or so um, is when I jumped on board because I was noticing that some of the contrast was missing um, in my mind with not having like a female perspective in there, which yep. is like a bunch of guys sitting around um, and talking about games. Dude and there was like, right. And just dude growing it up. And it just seemed like it was missing that aspect. And I was like, you know, let's, let's uh let's see how this goes we're gonna do an extra life episode let's see how it is and i was like all right guys you know is it kosher for you know do you what do you mean you did an extra life episode we did an episode about extra life and okay why we do it. okay cool so it was like all right you know do you guys feel kosher with the setup because you know i i think that this brought just a different level to it um and they're like, yeah, you know, let's keep going with it. So that's when I started jumping on. And you can probably see the progression from the beginning to comparatively to now, just as far as how things flow and just the growth in all of us. Definitely. Um, but that's really where it started was we were creating our own extra life team. This other thing came into place and it just kind of all birthed at the same time. That's awesome. Well, Lee, I'm, I'm, I'm curious too, because there's two things to me that I see that that you guys have completely overcome it and they're insanely difficult challenges um the first one i mean just generating interest in people donating i mean that's that's a tough one i that's a challenge i deal with every day so i definitely understand like just getting people around to the idea of contributing money can be a challenge depending on what it is and then the other thing is building and building a community for the podcast and so like how have you how have things kind of grown as you guys have started? Like what's, what's been the most maybe surprising thing or what's, what's been notable for you as, as you see the podcast grow, as you see fundraising come in, you've got some amazing milestones that we're going to hit with when Becky has to play some terrifying video <laughs> games. Like you guys have come from just an idea to now you're actually saying if we hit this amount, not only are we going to have a great impact for the kids, but we're going to have um, great content for people to enjoy. So I'm very intrigued and uh, curious as to your insight of just the change and the growth and where you kind of see things going from here. It's been, it's been up and down. Sure. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I mean, it's, it's, there's been ups and downs as, as we progressed. Um, you guys I think, seem to be on an upswing right now. I'm going to put, we're on a, pause. we're in a great upswing right yeah, now, definitely. but there was a time there where we kind of had like a little bit of a lull. And this is how I actually have been referring to this as the extra life cycle. You know, sure. after the year, it immediately starts after extra life is done for the year. And it's yep. kind of like, okay, let's, let's gather, let's just cool down a just sec, gather our strength. thoughts, <laughs> regain our strength. And then let's, let's rush into it after the new year. And when the right. new year hits, bam, it hits. We have to do this. We have to do that. We have to do it this way, this way, that way, that way. And, you know, there's that upswing and then there's, you have to kind of start planning and you're kind of like going down again because you got to figure, okay, you got to get this figured out where you're going to hold it. Um, what donors are you going to get to provide some type of prize, some type of major raffle giveaway, something to that effect. Right. And once we got that figured out, okay, there's the excitement again, let's do this, let's do that. And 
so yeah, it's it's an up and down type of situation, mm-hmm. but at the end of it all, what matters most to us is a the effort that we put into it, and b the results that we get out of all the effort that we put into it. Yeah, last year was our biggest year. Um, I think close to about seventy five hundred dollars wow. for our hospital here, with uh, all the efforts that was uh, that was put together for for um, extra life last year. So that's a lot of money going to this hospital to purchase things like um, uh, fetal heart monitors. Um, right. You know, uh, I can't remember the name of it, but it's for for um, intensive care unit uh, um, babies who you know who need a little extra attention um and some of the money even goes towards hiring or providing uh services like um getting volunteers to just help rock these babies especially when because some of these babies are born you know because of their mothers having um, drug type situations right you know they're going through withdrawal and you've got to rock these babies back and forth so it's it's seeing where the money goes seeing exactly how it helps my community, mm-hmm. our local community here, that's the biggest that's the biggest reward to this whole thing for us. And that's where that's where we measure um our success. Um funny enough, every February, um our local hospital here hosts a breakfast where they invite um everybody who is a donor or everybody who has provided some type of assistance to you know, for the Children's Miracle Network Hospital here um, from the past year. And every year um, we get more and more recognized because of our efforts. And they're they're just amazed at, A, what we do, and B, how much we've grown in a short amount of time. So I said, what we're accomplishing now will pale in comparison to the amount of accomplishments we will have as long as we put in the effort that is Mm -hmm. needed to be put into it. Um. It's so insanely inspiring stuff. Like I just, I, I have been, and the best part is it like, I, this isn't going to sound the best, but it truly, it is a compliment. I, I'll try and put this as best way as I can because I am one of the people who's like, I listen to the podcast at first. I'm like, oh, that's kind of, and I bet there's a lot of people like this. And I, I think this is probably what you guys are experiencing as you grow and you feel like this momentum building. You, you hear the podcast the first time. I'm like, that's a really good idea. I hope they do well. I hope that people will donate to that. And, as I listen to the show more and more and then just kind of like hang out with you guys online and just kind of getting to know you and like as it becomes more of a family, like I've gone, I've taken that journey from just being aware of the fundraising efforts to like right now, I will pledge $100 to Becky's fundraising. <laughs> Crap. So you're going to get that. What was your goal? Was it only 500 bucks? 500 just to do the demo. Okay, so I'll take you 20% of the way there. I don't know where you're at right now. Um, and I'll have to do some exchange rate stuff to figure out how this whole thing is going to work. But I will pledge $100 to Becky's extra life. And I, that will happen. How can I and everybody else who's listening donate to and become or even participate? Like how, how are people supposed to get involved? Who wants to tackle that one? Well, first off, thank you. That's it's very much appreciated. You know, every donation, no matter how big or small it is, I mean, it can be five dollars, it can be two dollars. Everything goes to these kids. It's yep. going to help them out. It's going to help out the families. Um, 
And actually, on a side note, I realized that our origin story got a little mixed up because it's actually been, this is our third year of Phoenix Overdrive. We'd created the name the year before, but it was kind of a cluster towards the year end. Yeah. Um, so then it was that following spring that was our 2015 year. But anyway, after that little clarification, edit. Um, <laughs> just go to our team page. Go to extra-life.org forward slash team forward slash Phoenix Overdrive 16. Donate to any member on our team. You know, it doesn't matter if it's to me, even though I have a little special thing going on just kind of as a promo, because we realized last year when we were doing fundraising um, that we did so much for these raffles and pushing these raffles that Lee, Ray and myself really neglected our own personal fundraising pages. Right. And we realized how bad that might look. Not that we weren't trying, but it might look bad when the captains are like, no, we raised like, you know. 100 bucks yeah. 200 bucks and that was about it but really um, you raised like 7500 bucks yeah exactly a lot of it was due to the raffles right so go to any of the participants you know donate some money to them and just really help us get to our goals help us shoot past our goals it's always our goal every single year is to see if we can beat the the higher bar that we have set once again yeah um because every year once we surpass our fundraising go goal we go okay we're going to push this to the next level. We're going to bump it up again. That's what I'm talking um, about. So for my personal, you know, as Sean was mentioning, it's $500 that I need to get to. And I hate, 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 hate horror <laughs> games. Okay. They scare the bejesus out of me. I don't even watch horror films anymore. I used to once upon a time, but kids, you don't really watch it. Then you're not as desensitized. Mm -hmm. So $500, I'll be playing the Resident Evil um, demo. And streaming it, you're going to see me crapping my pants on a stream, basically, as things are happening. And if I hit $1,000, I'm actually going to invest my own money into this game and play more of it, stream more of it. You know, we're going to see how far we can push this. But there's also a PlayStation 4 raffle. It's $2 per ticket. You get a chance to win a PlayStation 4. It's the Uncharted Edition, Nathan Drake, um, with all three games um, out of the four. Really great. You know, if you haven't gotten a PS4, if you're on Xbox, check it out. If you know someone who might want to get into gaming, but you don't want to invest into the newest generations that will be coming out, it's a great way to start. Or even if you've got an older PS4 that is starting to have a problem with its HDMI cable, which seems to be a common one that we see a lot. I've seen that. This is a new way to replace it um, and also get a couple awesome games in the process. So oh. I think I think Sony has done a really nice job of selling. So like just dangling that little carrot is totally enough. I think we have everybody sold that <laughs> definitely getting into this through the raffle or donating to you, to your, to your fundraising and getting you to your guys' goals. Um, let's do this. I think it's going to be awesome. And I will be joining your team as well. I don't know how the heck I'm going to manage to do all the streaming, but, um, I will be donating and becoming a participant. I cannot wait. Um, let's close it off there, guys. How can people follow you on the Twitter and catch you up on your podcast and all that other kind of stuff. Lee, do you got your, you got the screen there? I, I don't have the music or anything like that. It's okay. It's okay. Um, you can follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Phoenix overdrive, or you can follow us on Twitter or Instagram. That's PHX underscore overdrive. 
You can also join our community page found on facebook.com slash groups slash PO Nation, where we discuss all the latest news and share things all nerd. Um, you can check out our previous shows, youtube.com slash Phoenix Overdrive, or find us on SoundCloud at soundcloud.com slash Phoenix Overdrive. You could, excuse me, you can also find us on iTunes, Stitcher, or Google Play Music by searching for Nerd Overdrive. Um, do give us a rating, preferably five stars. That'd be great. <laughs> You know, you know how that goes. I know you're just like going through the whole thing. I love it. I know, I know. So uh, yeah, it's that that's our that's our deal. Guys, <laughs> I guess that's our podcast, and guys. there's a lot more content on YouTube. And you know what? Here's one thing that I do want to add in. So Sean, you were mentioning you're not sure how you're going to get all this streaming in. When it comes to extra life, you do not need to do all 24 hours that day. It is preferable to participate on actual game day just because there's such a huge sense of community. There's so many things going on throughout the day. You'll get email updates from you know, Extra Life HQ. Um, You get different codes that are going to be released when you hit different fundraising goals. But for me, for instance, I, since Lee and I are married, we have two kids. We both participate in this event. Generally, I break up my gaming between two days. I'll do like 10 to 12 hours one day, and the next day I'll do, you know, the rest of it to hit that 24-hour mark. So you don't have to do it all in one day. You can even break it up for a couple hours at a time. I crapped out last year. I, I, I really a... just pretend to be scared of it. Like I've done, I, I should be able to to pull this off. I've done uh, sixty six hour long soccer games. Like I've done some pretty wow. crazy stuff. So hopefully this this just that I would much prefer to play video games for a long time than to play soccer for that long. So and even next weekend I'm I'm going down to Calgary. I'll be riding uh, for you don't know what a kilometer is, but for two hundred kilometers I'll be riding a bike uh, <laughs> along the Rocky Mountains. So that's for Isn't the that like one mile. Country. Exactly. So yeah. It's, it's like, like a Canadian mile, right? It's a Canadian mile, yeah. It's like like a metric ton or I don't even know what any of that stuff. But anyways, thank you guys so much. This has been so much fun getting to know you just a little better and talking about the charity and all the fundraising. It's been awesome. Thank you so much. Well, thank you for having us on. We truly, uh, we we enjoy what you do, especially with um, the stop, format that you stop. have. Stop! We, we are big it. fans of you, we Sean. Are. Stop! Just say I look thank forward you to it every week. Get to the music. Uh, get to the music. <laughs> great chat and just for being awesome people i will be as i mentioned i'll I'll be donating to becky's extra life i hope you guys do as well let's let's get her well across this this fundraising goal and um again let's let's join the team do some streaming let's all get involved this is awesome i am so happy this is one of those things i have to when i say this out loud now i have to do it i can't go but there's no turning back so Let's do this. If you guys need any more information, definitely reach out to Becky and Lee and Ray as well. They've, they've started something very special. I feel like a, a crazy momentum is happening here. So let's, let's keep it going. And also, let's keep going with the shout-outs. Antonio Guillen, you're my man. The Stapletons, Josh and Spencer. Spencer, let's, let's get together, man. Gabe Carey, Neighbor Matt, Tim Router, Fiona McKinnon, at Zeranix on Twitch, Nikki Powell. Lipstick Nerds, getting it together, I love it. Gary Gray, Danielle Crowder, we're going to have you on soon. Tim Nestor, Justin Masson, Zach Erickson, and Jesse Waldeck from Nintendo Dad. Steve Tilly, Noah Todd, Greg Kozlowski, K. 
Kaylee Woomer, Zyger, James and Josh from the Life and Gaming Podcast, Joey Ferris, who I'll get to in a second, PJ Biddle, Arctic Sloth from the PlayStation Report, Ray Osorio, El Capitan. You are awesome. So glad to have your fellow mates on the show from the Nerd Overdrive, Bobby, Alan, and Toby, and Holly from the GeekCast, Brock from BrockDMcLaughlin.com, and Seamus from Australia, the man, the voice, the legend, the handsomeness. What a dude. You're awesome. Hope you're doing well in future land of the time zone stuff that happens in Australia and the opposite seasons and all of that weird stuff. At least we're on the metric system together. We got that. Whatever that means. Um, Thank you so much, guys. So much support. I'm very humbled to have you listening. Thank you so much for being here. It's another week. It's another episode in the bag. If you guys like this show at all, please hit subscribe. Tell a friend. Find me on Twitter, at Sean Capri. Sean like Connery, Capri like the pants. And um, you can even send me an email. WeTheGamerCast at WeTheNerdy.com. That's WeTheGamerCast at WeTheNerdy.com. I said it weird. I don't know why. Um, let's wrap this up. WeTheNerdy.com hosts this beautiful podcast, so be sure to go there every single day. And you can check out some video game reviews, opinion pieces, comic book reviews like crazy. If you've ever read a comic book in your life, go over to WeTheNerdy.com. You might like what you see there. Please subscribe to Nerdflix and Chill. This thing is getting going. I'm loving Nerdflix and Chill. Uh, it's We The Nerdy's movie podcast with myself and Gary Taru. It publishes every Friday. That's on iTunes, YouTube, and Google Play. It's, uh, what did I say? YouTube? YouTube.com slash We The Nerdy. Last week we did, what was that? Episode 14. We did Star Trek Beyond and a movie called Two Days in New York. And that was a thing. I kind of went off the rails on that. I got a little upset. So if you want to hear what that sounds like, that's on Netflix and Chill. It's good times. You can also hear me on If We Ran Nintendo with Bobby, the guru. Wow. Bobby, I'm leaving this in. I'm not even editing this out. Bobby, the Nintendo Guru Pauls. That's on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, and YouTube.com slash Nintendo Guru. Finally, I was on Game & Talk with Joey Ferris and Alan Plummer. We had an awesome chat. We we named our Game of the Year so far. We talked some NX rumors, which you guys know how much I love doing, but it was fun. Game & Talk on Joey Ferris's thing. That was awesome. Joey, thank you so much for having me on the show, man. That was that went live two days ago, as of you listening. It went live on uh, Sunday this... No, one day ago. I don't know. I can't do this forward and back two steps anyways. Let's close out the show. This is episode 43 of We The Gamer Cast. It is now in your ears. Thank you so much for listening. I'm going to be back next week. Even though I'm going to be riding in the mountains, I'm going to do some magic worth that. And I hope you're there too. Now it's time for Jason! 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 Sean! Sean! Sean, where are you? Jason! 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 Sean! 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 Jason! 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 Jason!
Jason! 